Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Brown Skin Speaks Radio. I am your host for this evening, Wednesday, January 6th, and I go by the name Brown Skin. Tonight, my special guest and I will be discussing the state of the industry, snapshot view of the current and future state of music. Join in on the discussion at 347-202-0591. Um, I'm going to introduce my first guest, internationally known record producer and formerly part, uh, formerly part of the production crew, The Beat Miners. Baby Paul has been in the game for over 12 years, has worked with artists and songwriters such as AZ, Nas, Smith & Wesson, Angie Stone, and more, now CEO of his own company called Divine Order Entertainment, Baby Paul is working on several projects, including AZ's new album, along with developing his artists. He also has a new mixtape out called Underground Veteran 1.5 on coasttocoastmixtapes.com. Baby Paul, are you there? Yes, indeedy, Brown. Yes, it was good. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I love the introduction. What's up, everybody? Yep, okay. Going on to the next guest. Um, He's been in the industry for over 20 years, from artist management to uh, creating, owning his own, um, operating his own independent label and coordinating distribution. Gazelle is not a novice to the game, responsible for mixed show promotions at E1 Entertainment, formerly Koch Records. Let's welcome Gazelle. Gazelle, you there? Hey, I'm here. Hey, what's up, Gazelle? Okay. What's going on? <laughs> um, going into our third guest, he began DJing at a young age, studying the music of artists including Rakim, Nas, and Gangstar. Static Selector stepped into the mixtape scene and delved into producing as well. He has also worked with artists such as Q-Tip, Styles P, and Consequence, to name a few. He recently dropped the pregame EP on iTunes and the reunion mixtape with High Tech and Salim Kwali. Static is gearing up for his third LP, 100 Proof. Static, are you there? Yep, yep. Yep, Static, thank you so much. We have skills coming on in a few, but fellas, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You already know we're sounding off on the state of the music industry. Y'all ready? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay, okay. So Absolutely. first question, this is, uh, this is for everybody. Sounding off honestly. What is frustrating you all about hip-hop and the music that you hear today? Yeah. A lot of people are frustrated about, you know, just hip-hop, what they're hearing on the radio, the industry being saturated. Um, Gazelle, you could start first. What, what's frustrating me? Um, I'd say what's really frustrating me is that there is uh, the balance. The balance doesn't get the same amount of uh, exposure. You know, uh, you'll hear one side of hip-hop, but you don't hear the other sides. I right. think that that part frustrates me the most. That there, you know, there's no real balance out there. Okay. It's not that the music well, isn't out there, but the balance isn't out there. That's the first right. part. Right. Right. Well, Paul, you're a producer. How do you feel about it? Yeah. You and that yes, couple producers. First of all, I want to shout out my compadres, everybody. <laughs> we all know each other. What's good, Gazelle? What up, Stat? What it do? What up, Happy what New up? Year. You did. <laughs> you know, these are all soldiers in the game, man. I salute them right. all, man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's hard because, you know, I've, I've been I've been blessed to say that I've been a part of this music industry from the 90s era, which was the golden era of hip-hop. So I watched it unfold, and I had the opportunity to contribute to the marketplace when it was special, when it wasn't as saturated, when, you know, there was a lot more quality than quantity. You know what I'm saying? And, right. You know, it's like to, to, to try to continue to carry that torch, 
to like the new generation is like the the constant obstacle. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to you're trying to find that balance between art and integrity and commerce because you can't function in this business without making money. Right. So it's like that's the that's the ongoing battle. But I would agree with what Gazelle said. You know that there's not enough of a balance. There's a lot of credible credible hip hop artists, producers. DJs out there in the marketplace that may not get the same light as certain other cats in this game, and it's you know it's because you know the corporate structure is kind of like imbalanced the whole industry. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's our job as soldiers in this game to just do what we do, you know, and and and, and network and and support each other's movements. You know what I mean? And and not wait for anybody to put out the music. Right. Well, Sally, what about you? From as from a DJ standpoint, you you know you're getting people coming at you all the time, like. Yo, Static, can you play my record? Like, how do you feel about that? I just think too many people are trying to do it, period. I mean, you can't tell someone not to follow their dream, but it's just like everybody I know tries to be a rapper, DJ, producer, whatever, and it, it wasn't always like that. It just seems like it's like... It's like a, it's a it's an easy excuse to be like irresponsible in your life. Like I know so many like bad fathers and people that just don't hold down their real life situations because they claim they're st- starving artists. And right. it's, it, it's it's too much. People need to fall back and realize that it's not for everybody. And there's certain people that've been doing it their whole lives, paying a lot of dues that, you know, they lose a lot of opportunities because of people just deciding to try in the last couple of years. Like. I can't tell someone not to do what they want to do, but if you if if you just started doing it a couple of years ago and you grown ass man, like come on, <laughs> that's right. real. That's no, real. it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, what about those that say you know hip hop? Well, I mean they they came up in in, in the late nineties or early two thousands. They're like, well, hip hop is about making money. It's not about lyrics anymore. Like, is that almost an insult to those that have been doing this for years, like from the eighties on? Anyone that says those words shouldn't be even trusted in the conversation. Exactly. I agree. I, I, I totally agree, too. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, sometimes when I hear some of these cats talk, it's just like, who are you? Like, what have you done? Get out of here. You know what I mean? But sometimes I have to control my, my, my govern my passions because, you know, to each his own. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Now, Gretel, this one's for you, and you all can sound off on this as well. Do you think that the labels um, have been brought to their knees since artists started developing themselves and creating more opportunities outside of just receiving distribution? I mean, um, I don't think the I don't think the labels have been brought to their knees. I think um, I think it's it's good that artists have been able to to, to become self starters. I mean, uh, all it really did was uh, was make it easier for a label. I mean, back when I started and, and and when this whole thing started, a label had uh, they had an A and R department that that did right. that that pretty much started you up, you know, got your image together, made sure you had the right sound, helped you pick producers, all the things that 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 artists are doing on their own now. There was actually a division of people that sat around and, and did that, you know. Um, I watched I was watching one of these old movies the other day and it had um, it was like uh, Motown and Motown had like uh, they had like 20 people in a room and they they uh, break down every record that that came out, you know, to figure out if they should put it out or not, you know, um, and that's the kind of stuff that went on back in the days. I mean, now, now these guys are they're quote unquote A and R themselves are kind of coming to the labels with the project already done. So uh, you know, it, it makes it easier for us on one hand because you know we don't have to we don't have that kind of staff now that does that, you know. So it, you know, hey, you know, add water, mix, and here come instant rapper, you know. Um, 
the pe- the person that suffers on when that happens, of course, is one the rapper because he doesn't get all the time get the guidance that he needs to navigate this business. And two, the other person, the other people that suffer, I'd say, is the consumer because without that kind of A and R guidance, I mean, you can have a hit record, but if you can't perform a show, if you can't entertain, you know, um, it it hurts me as a consumer because why should I spend twenty dollars to go see, you know, uh, your blow MC stand around, you know, or right. not put any thought into the show, you know, or, or why should me as a concert promoter pay this guy ten grand, twenty grand, and you know, my customers are are, are just a, just as upset as I am when he leaves the stage. With my money, mind you, you know, so, I mean, that's how I look at it. I don't think the labels are going to be falling to their knees. I, you know, I, I think I think what's going to start happening is they're going to reinvent the game and reinvent the game. I mean, labels, people are labels, they, um, labels and radio, you know, there's this there's a, a unwritten kind of philosophy between the two. You know, uh, you can be a successful artist as much as you want to, but you're going to reach a point where there's going to be a ceiling. And when you hit that ceiling, you're going to go to a label to get through that glass ceiling. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, right. there's, there's, there's a lot of things you can do on your own as an independent artist. You can reach certain plateaus, but then there's going to be certain things. You know, if you want to get you want to get to that point, but if you want to get to the next level or the next point or the big point, right, you're going to need the involvement of, of, of people with that kind of expertise. And that's where labels are are holding on, and that's where labels and and radio stations and distribution, you know, that's where they they hold their little monopoly. Well, because you're from, you know, Koch Records is is considered, although it's like an oxymoron, it's a major independent label. You all fare differently than the major labels. Um, How do you all think that you're holding up? I mean, uh, you know, we're we're doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're surviving. <laughs> surviving is the best term. I like using that term a lot. We're we're surviving and and we're surviving uh pretty well. Okay. Compared okay. to some of, compared to some of our contemporaries, you know, some of the people that that were here ten years ago aren't here today. You know, some yeah. of the labels that were around. That's 10 very years true. Ago. You're talking about raucous priority. Yep. Yep. Priority. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't work. I didn't did work and didn't bled my sweat and tears. I mean, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? service all these damn companies at some point or another, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. Before I go to my next question, um, I'm, Phil's actually just called in. So um, he's been known for his rhyming consistency and sharp lyrics. Skills keeps people anticipating his next move. From first coming on the scene in 92 to being known for his end-of-the-year wrap-ups, Skills proves not only is he a talented wordsmith, but he can hold his own. Most recent LP dropped in 08 on Koch Records called Million Dollar Backpack. Um, he also just released the rap of 2009, which charted on Billboard's Hot Hip Hop and R&B charts, also receiving 800 spins this week. You can catch him on HipHopConfessions.com. Please welcome Skills. Skills, are you there? Yeah, yeah. What's up, y'all? What's how, how are you? What up, Skills? I can't complain. What up, man? What's going down? All right, salute. Thank you for, thank you for joining the conversation. <laughs> No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, we were just talking about, I don't know if you heard a little bit of it, we were just talking about, um, I just asked them the question, how do they feel or what's frustrating them about music today? And I heard from, you know, Static Selected from the DJ standpoint, from the label standpoint, from the producer standpoint. But you're an artist. I want to hear from your standpoint, what do you feel is frustrating you the most about hip-hop and that you hear every day, maybe on the radio or just period? I mean, 
I'm, I don't know. Y'all really want me to keep it all the way real? Like, keep it 100, man. Let's go. Let it out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm not mad at what you, I'm not mad at what you do here on the radio. Um, I'm kind of just, you know, a little perturbed at what you don't hear because there's no balance. Right. You know what I mean? The same, some of the same artists, some of the same songs. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, the good music gets, you know, gets a bad rap because of that. So I feel like if you have something good, it's almost like it's taboo to play it. And people just don't play records anymore because they like them. But, I mean, we, we've we also, you know, we found other outlets to get heard. You know, we you have satellite radio, you have internet radio, you have mixtapes, you have blogs. So it's other ways radio. to, yeah, college radio. Like, it's other ways to um to get your music heard. But, you know, you still get that. You know, that sense of, you know, I'm hearing my song on the radio for the first time. Like, right. you know, just like if you make a video, you, you kind of want to see it on TV because we've been programmed to believe that's the hot thing for so long. But in today's day and age, even even having a big radio record doesn't guarantee sales. Or having a big, you know, it's not, gonna, it's not you know, you don't know if people are going to run to the store, but... You kind of still want that as an artist, but you know I've just found other ways to get heard, and you know you just gotta you just gotta have seven different hustles and hope five of them work. That's true. That's true. Um, um, but okay, well for skills for you, you know a lot of people um, definitely attach you to the wrap ups. You know you just dropped the 2009 wrap up. How have you fared from being in the industry for over 10 years, trying to find that balance with commercial success? You know has that been a struggle for you? I mean, when you when you chase it like it when you chase it it never really comes you know, that's that's taboo. It never really goes the way you expect it to. But I also love what I do. Um I love to make music. Like if if I if I had a nine to five, like and I got home at five, I probably like seven thirty or eight o'clock I'd probably be messing with some music. Like that's just what I love to do. So, um, you know, a lot of people attach me to the wrap up and I do realize that at this point in time, like, people will be like, oh, you know, the only time you hear from them is to wrap up. And it's, and it's like, no, it's not that. It's just that this is my most popular tool. Like, right. a lot of people play it. Like, yeah, I could make a freestyle. I could spit something hot. I could do a hot record with a hot guest artist. But that's not going to make it to Howard Stern. Like, it's not going to make it to E! Entertainment. Like, that's not going to make it. I realize that the the content of what I'm talking about is the reason why people take to that record the way they do. So my whole thing is I don't have a problem with creating a buzz around the wrap-up. I don't have to ask anybody to play the wrap-up. When I, I don't even That's give it true. to DJs. I just put it on the Internet, and it does what it does. Like, I don't have to go, oh, man, I need some spins. Hook your boy up. So I don't have to do that with that song. So my whole thing is I'm going to step back and re reevaluate my situation and say, all right, cool. I know what it takes to get everybody pushing the skills record at this time of the year. Let me see if I can do it maybe one more time during the year with a different project or something different. It don't have to be a record. It could be something different, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just about staying. That's a branding tool for me at this point. The wrap-up is like my business card. Like, it's attached to me. Like, so I, I'm going right. to do it as long as people want to hear it. Right, that's Makes true. Makes total that's sense, so man, true. especially in today's climate. This BP speaking, because I mean, you, I mean, Skills is a veteran artist that goes back to my era as well. You know what I'm saying? Salute, this BP talking. What up, Skills? Hi. <laughs> and uh, and um, you know, I, I just feel like you know, 
um, people want to always put, you know, hip-hop artists in certain categories because of, of, of the type of music they make. And it's that distinction, I think, that hurts a lot of today's music. You know what I'm saying? Like, good music is good music. You shouldn't put it in categories. Only the business people put in categories because they right. want to decide what demographic or target audience they're trying to reach to sell it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's two kinds of music. It's good music and it's bad music. That's it. True story. Like you can't even you can't just you can't separate the two. It's one or the other. So when I you know when I see things about you know like with the whole J Electronica record and and you know DJ right. enough was like I really want to support this record. What should I do? You should play it. Like. Like because he is who he is, or he's not Diddy, or he's not Jay. He got a hot record. Like play the record. Like I, I can't, I can't fathom a DJ questioning himself. Like should I play this record for my audience? Why wouldn't you? Play that record. Play the Skills record. Play the Talib Kweli record. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good records out there. Don't stop and question that one. Right, I, I feel that's a publicity stunt. There's a lot of good music out there, right? right. Play, play a lot of it. Give a lot of it a chance. And you, skills. You know, you and I, we've been we've been down this road two, three times already. We know yeah. we know what that fight is about, right? Yeah. But you right. know, it, there's a lot of good music out there, right? Yeah. There's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of DJs that have the freedom to give a lot of good music a shot, and they don't. And I don't understand that. I don't understand how you know what I mean. Like you, you. That you've been put in this position, you love to do what you do, you you have these outlets, and you really don't capitalize on it. Like, I don't feel bad for a DJ who's been in the same market for 10 years and don't have a name in the city and can't get gigs. Like, I don't feel bad for you because that's your fault. You know what I mean? Like to be to to be a hot MC or a hot artist, I gotta come up with a new record. I gotta come up with a new, you know what I mean? Something to get the the people talking. I gotta come up with a new flow, a new hook. All you gotta do is play the new hot shit. It ain't that hard, dog. Like if Snoop got the hottest record out, play it. Like, I don't understand why you got to, like, they done made it so corporate. You got to get on the phone with your other DJs, and you got to get your man down in Atlanta and your man on the West Coast, and y'all got to collaborate. Man, at the end of the day, play the fucking record, yo. <laughs> no, because I wanted to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up, because Static, I was going to actually ask you the same thing, you know. Him being a Hot 97, and if you're at a radio station, you kind of have the freedom to almost play what you want, if not everything that you want. What, how does that make you feel as as a DJ? Because, you know, people were kind of feeling some sort of way towards you, not questioning even playing a hip-hop record that has lyrical content to it. I mean, I'm kind of in a different situation because when I'm on the radio, I'm on the radio doing, like, the specialty show playing. Right. You know, that's what I do. I play that the raw underground stuff. So, I mean, it's kind of different. But when I am on, like, a jamming 94.5 or something like that, like, I play J Electronic on Jamming, which is actually a crossover station. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's, like, the biggest station in the Northeast. It's in Boston. It's, like, the right. uh, number eight crossover station in the country. And they're, like, ten times more commercial than Hot 97. I play J Electronic on there, but I surround it with, like, Young Money or something like that when I'm, when I'm in that kind of mix. So for someone like Enough to say that, like enough's my man, but yeah, he's wrong in that situation because he can play whatever he wants. He can't play strictly whatever he wants, but he can surround a new record with a hit record. He can play the new Lil Wayne and then play J Electronica and then play another hit and then play something new, play the new skills and then go into the new, you know, go into the new, uh, 
Jay-Z, and then go into the new um, terminology, whatever. You can play anything you want as long as you surround it a certain way. You can't go crazy with it, but, I mean, there's not a DJ in this country that can't sneak in a record they like. I don't, like, I don't care what any DJ says. Then you can play at least a couple records you like. So asking yourself if you, if you can play something, that's, that's BS. Right, right. Like, my whole yeah. thing is I understand it to a degree, but I'm like, you know what I'm saying, like, like you have to. If you didn't have that kind of freedom, like you, you wouldn't be able to pull off some of the things you do. So it's like it's almost like I give cats these records, and they hit me with the all oh, skills. My hands are tied. I can't really do nothing for you, dog. I try. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try to get you in the mix when I can. But then you call me and you ask me for the wrap up. So I'm like, why the fuck are you calling me and asking me for the wrap-up if you don't have no freedom? Remember, in office, you didn't have no freedom. So what you want to just hear the record? Because you definitely can't play shit. Like, I remember you telling me that. And I think a lot of cats get it twisted. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have some kind of freedom. I know it's a playlist right there. I know the PD got that shit right there stuck on the wall. I need these in your mix. That's cool. But you still got to give the people something different. Like, those same records, all the records they got in rotation. And at any point point at every point a record was a new record yeah. it had to be like it, at every point it, it was once a new record a millie was at one point a new record like you you took a rick on it then well, the funny thing, the, the funny style thing in New York is, is when the DJs tell you that, and then you hear them on the radio, and they're playing their artist's new record, and it sucks, but they're playing their artist's new record. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what kills yeah. me. Is they're, they're like, oh, I got my hands tied, but then they're playing the new Joe Schmo record because they signed with him. Right, and that sucks. Well, stay on radio stations then. Okay, so let's stay on radio stations. You know, back in the day, radio stations were instrumental in breaking artists and helping them sell records, but politics as usual. Bayola comes in. Do you think that is still instrumental on, on dumbing down what you hear? Because um, if an artist can come out with a song called Boo Boo the Fool and all they have to do is pay the programmer to play it, why wouldn't they? Do you think play Bayola is, is, is still an issue? I mean, I know it still goes on, but on, on what level? And do you think that was the reason why music is saturated now um, to what you're hearing? I mean, I feel like it's definitely it's definitely ruined it to a degree. You know what I mean? Like we all know what goes on. We all know. Like I, I don't know the inner workings of the shit, but I know at some point somebody got taken care of the whoop whoop whoop. So it is what it is. But my whole question is like. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at the playlist and you look at what the people are doing, like, it doesn't necessarily, you know, retract what the people want to hear. Like, and I don't, I don't hate on no records, but I feel like some records just don't have a place when I hear them. Like, and it gets so bad that I'm in some cities that I frequent a lot because I'm up and down the East Coast, and I'll hear, like, I'll hear, I'll hear a fucking programmer who just loves Song Cry by Jay-Z, and the shit is still playing in 2010 in the middle of the afternoon, I just hear song cry out of nowhere, and I'm like, that's because you don't feel like putting a new record in it, like, come on, dog, Jay-Z ain't flipping over that one little song cry spin in 2009, like, get out of here with that, so so when I hear Kathy Hughes on the radio begging people to stop the performance royalty tax, because it's going to b- shut down black radio, when I, when I click over the Clear Channel and the Pop Station, I don't hear nobody begging me to go to Sound Exchange and, and and, and tell the people that you want to hear, like, that's that's not, you don't hear Clear Channel begging you to go fucking stop the performance royalty tax. Like, come on, I don't, I don't have, yeah. you're a millionaire. Like, you're a millionaire. When you've been making right. money for 15 years and now you're struggling, I don't have no passion for you. 
That's real. This is true. This is true. I just want to rewind a little bit back to this whole this whole musical distinction and separatism because I know personally before I even had a career in this, I grew up on a a time where radio programming it it had it had no separation. I was hearing pop records, urban records, hip hop records all in the same station. You know what I'm saying? I was hearing records like Tears for Fears, Shout, right along with a Roxanne Chante record. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think as as time has gone by, like in the 90s into the 2000s and the digital age, and again, you know, this structure of separating different types of musical genres has gotten to the point where we're programming people to try to listen to certain types of music the way they want us to to listen to it. And these 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 program directors are not taking their job seriously. They 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 answer into a high power and afraid to say, look, I just want to play good music no matter where it comes from. There was a lot of music coming from Europe and London. Pop records, that was crazy. Black people was growing up on all that. Mm-hmm. And that's what inspired the hip-hop generation that we're in now. I mean, it, it definitely has taken a, a back seat, and I think that's why I'm so adamant I'm, and I'm so adamant and passionate about the DJs because I know at any given time or any time I had a record that might have made it into rotation or I might have got light rotation on something, like I knew it came from a DJ first. I knew the DJ supported me first. So I don't really understand how, you know, I mean, you're not working a lot during the week. You might be on a couple mix show hours, you know what I mean, a 5 o'clock mix, 12 o'clock at noon, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, these motherfuckers need you. They need Need yeah. you because yeah, they right. cannot function. A radio station will not, an urban radio station will not be able to function without a DJ. And I'm scared, man. I had dreams of walking in the club and seeing two fucking iPods and no fucking DJ. So I don't oh, want the shit to ever go away. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, they can tell you, like, they can tell you we can't rock, you can't do what you want. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, if you want me to do this shit, you gotta give me my own show. Where I can pretty much get my shit off, brand my name, you know, get my club nights popping. I need to be able to, if you can't pay me and you only want me to rock this couple of hours, at least let me get another slot where I can do what I want and support what I want. Because at the end of the day, a fucking radio station with no DJ ain't shit. Right. You're absolutely right. The the ones that don't have DJ slots, and and I know about, personally, about some stations in the Midwest who are dying to program urban music. And they don't have nobody to take take control, and it's situated where they can have a, a a structure of DJs throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? And you know certain type of playlists, whether it's old school, hip hop, R&B, whatever the case may be. I had a chance to actually partner up with somebody in the Midwest to actually contribute to helping some urban music program out in Michigan. And the guy who owned the station, he was like, they were trying to make it from an AM station to an FM station. You know what I mean? And they they were worried about getting you know the um. The um the the money off of the, the the commercial airtime and where they would get it from like what businesses in the community would support the airtime you know what I mean and remember, right. remember matter of fact Gazelle remember I came to you a couple yeah. years back about a station in Michigan remember that right yeah, yeah we talked about it yeah but the only reason why it fell through is because the guys who owned the station didn't know what to do they did not know what to do and <laughs> me being a consultant from here in New York for that station it would have turned the whole city upside down if I would have got the chance to take control of that. Because now, I would have okay, known so, exactly what to do. So are you are you all saying that, you know, DJs are very instrumental on, on breaking these records, but they also should be just as responsible um, for, you know, um, having their ear in the streets and playing what's unorthodox, I guess, to, to programming nowadays? 
I mean, some some DJs, you know, they use their position wisely, and they've been in the game for a while, and they they're enjoying the perks of the game, and you know, you end up getting, you might end up DJing for an A-list artist, or you might end up getting, you know, some kind of endorsement, getting somebody to pay you some kind, you know what I mean? Like, it's other avenues. Like, uh, like I don't think DJ drama really would would fucking die and fall down in a hole if the station in Atlanta took off his mix show every Saturday night for two hours. I mean, because he's pretty much branded himself as DJ Drama. He has his own product, Gangsta Grills. Like he's, he's generated income from it. You know what I mean? Like, even after his situation with him getting raided, like, he ain't, he, he's able to still thrive off DJ Drama and Gangsta Grills, the, the actual, you know what I mean, brand. So it's like, I just want to see DJs push forward a little more and, and put a bigger stamp in their market. You know what I mean? Like, if, if my shit don't work in your market, I understand that. I understand that you're not going to play the record with me in common and Talib Kweli in Atlanta on a Saturday night. I get it. I understand that. But then when I'm in another city and I hear a decision that a programmer has made and it's a bad decision, like, why? Like, no disrespect, but I can't believe I'm listening to Becky in the middle of the afternoon on the radio one station, I'm like, damn, you couldn't find, like, at some point, dude, at some point, you just got to step up and say, you know what, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, as a programmer, you got to say, you know what, dog, I can't do that. I sent out a tweet one time, and I was like, to any programmer that fucking put Becky in rotation, I hope your daughter mouths the words at her fucking dance recital and embarrasses the shit out of you, because that's what you're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, some records don't, they shouldn't get that look. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a zillion records out there. You really found the need to play Becky in the middle of the daytime? And Come on, I, man. I, I mean, honestly, that's how it used to be uh, Be back in the day. You know, certain records couldn't get on after 9 o'clock. You know, right. For example, Juicy Fruit couldn't right. get on. And that was, you know how big that record was. That couldn't get right. on until after 9 o'clock. It's a way to do it. it. I, I mean, it's a way to do it. Every station has an old school mix. Every station got a traffic drive at five. Every station got a countdown. Like we pretty, it's come, it's become cliche. Like it's time for somebody to shake the shit up and do something different. Okay, well, with the radio stations, radio stations have even run into trouble um, as well. You know, we're living in a digital age. A lot of people are, you know, going to iTunes and Amazon, like Static. I know you put, you know, your pregame EP on iTunes and Amazon. You know, everyone's going that way because no one is buying albums anymore. You know, how do you think that's going to fare out, especially for the labels, um, you know, to stay relevant in the industry and with everything going online and, and being accessible at the click? Like one clip. I mean, all the all the labels are signing 360 deals now. They own everything. So, like, if you sign any kind of deal with an advance, they're gonna have rights to all your iTunes and all that. So, they're they're taking advantage of it the same way, you know, independent cats kind. But I mean, for all for the, all the people that just know that that's not the the route they want to go, signing to a, a label, which I don't think many independent artists should at all. I think they should do it on their own because of the the reach that Amazon and iTunes and and, and avenues like that have. It's kind of stupid for independent artists with a good buzz to sign to a, a, a any kind of label. Period, unless you know it's a situation where they have that kind of demand for physical product. Because if it's just off digital, they can do it themselves and tour and get their buzz up to to where people have the music available. And that was never like that before. Because you know a couple of years ago. 
it wasn't that easy to get on iTunes and all that. And now anyone can do it through avenues like TuneCore. And yep. there's just so many, dig, you know, digital distribution avenues that there's no excuse anymore. Like, if you really want to be a musician and prove, everybody talks about how ill they are and how, they, you know, how ill their grind is and hustle and all this. Like, now it's time to prove it because you can get your music out there and, and prove if people like it or not. So, I mean, the the, the majors, and they're, they're all taking L's because of, now it's it's, any like anyone can have the same opportunity when it comes to digital as yep. as any major label now. So as, as as a physical thing, because like like Static is saying, like we we don't have to run to them to to say, oh my God, put my music out, help me right. build my buzz. Like exactly. like the industry, the industry should go to church. Everybody in the industry should be at church and thanking God for Drake <laughs> because. They because they were at a point like I felt like if Drake never signed a record deal and just put his shit out on iTunes it would have it would have changed the whole game like it would have pretty much shut down physical sales like it's about the music all I'm gonna I'm not even gonna put my face on this shit I'm gonna put the title of the song the title of me my name and I'm gonna put it on iTunes and sell this shit like if he wouldn't have signed a record deal. Oh, it would have been a wrap. It would have been over, over. I have a feeling he didn't want to, but because of like, affiliations, he, he, right? He, like he probably pretty much had to. But I'm looking at it like this: if I got a video, if my video is being played, and I got the mixtape that's got eight million downloads, and my shit is so my mixtape is so hot, people are playing my shit on the radio, and I'm getting eight to ten G's a show. What the fuck do I need a record company for? <laughs> like, like at this point, you better buy me a building. Like, I need a whole building before I sign with you because I don't need you. Yeah. No, but, 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 Gazelle, how are you all staying relevant? Like, I mean, Skills makes uh, a great point because everyone's doing their own thing. Like, if I wanted to become an artist tomorrow, like, I already set up, like, an iTunes account and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Like, no one's going to labels like they used to. Like, the standard yeah. was, I need a record deal. Now the standard is, I can develop myself. You see, you see all these guys talking on the phone right here? Right. Uh-huh. These guys are putting years in a grind and they've yeah, created right. certain relationships so they can do that. It sounds easy. It, it really sounds easy that you can you can you can definitely put your record up on iTunes. The problem is promoting it, marketing right? it, marketing it, right? At some point in time, you've got a video. You know, uh, you can hit all, you can hit you can hit um, world star hip hop all you want, right? Does that really translate into into a sale? Right. Maybe maybe not. Right. At the end of the day, you can have a, a million hits on, and I've seen it happen. You can have a million hits on world star, right? And that. That doesn't equate up to the one spin on 106 and Park. Yeah, True. Right. All right. And and that and that getting that one spin on 106 and Park, at some point in time, you might need a label for that. You might be able to do it on your own. You might be. Might a big might like a big might. And that goes back to marketing. That goes back to marketing. That goes back to networking. That goes back to promotion. And that goes back to money. You definitely right. need yeah. money. I mean, you can you do it if you got money. if your pockets are like that. It takes money to make money. If your pockets yeah. are like that, you can do it. Yeah, Definitely. Right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking an independent artist doing it because it, it goes back to another thing. What do you as an artist want for yourself? Right. Skills, right. I, I, me personally, looking at skills, I think skills makes a decent living. He doesn't have to get up in the morning and go to a 9 to 5. You know what I'm saying? He, he do that. what he loves, and he makes a decent living. You know, he's not begging on the streets. 
Right. The skills want to the skills want to make a hundred thousand a show. I'm pretty sure he does. All right. So and that's the difference. What do you where are yeah. you comfortable as, as as an artist? Right. Okay. Right. Skills right. might be making ninety thousand now, but I know he wants to make the extra ten. <laughs> <laughs> the extra ten. Okay. Oh, so we yeah. will figure it out, right? Right, skills. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nice, about that. nice one, nice one. All right. I want to add to what skills and static okay. was talking about regards to digital distribution and such. Um, like I have a situation with Universal Republic for my brand, my company, and I have a bunch of projects in development that I've been doing for the past year and a half because there's no artist development in these labels. Gazelle knows what I'm oh, talking no. about. Oh, no, not you know at all. Saying? There's no artist development. Basically, even the Koch, they basically come and give you deals based on your retail history, you know, your own resources, and your own money. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll add on to that. So that being said, you know, even if you want to get in retail right now, you can't get hard copies in stores, period, unless you have a certain amount of digital sales already in motion. You know what I'm saying? So it's that whole groundwork that really counts, that completely counts for you to even have any real competent record sales these days. I mean, okay. because he's definitely right, because, like, they base they base how they're going to get you in stores over what you sold last. Like, me and Gazelle, we ended up, you know, having to deal with that. When I put the million-dollar backpack out, it was like, damn, when was the last time this kid had an album out? So, you know what I'm saying? It's that hard, it's that hard grinding, like, oh, well, well, you know, this is a fresh album, and I never really heard of this guy. I know, I know Jay-Z's going to sell. I know Mariah's going to sell. I don't know about skills, so I'm only ordering five copies. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I got five copies in Best Buy, and then everybody's running in the store, but, you know, the couple of cats that might go check for you, like, damn, this shit sold out. Like, they, they don't know whether that's a good thing or it's a bad thing, and so it's almost like the consumer's confused, so I just tell motherfuckers, man, go to iTunes, like, yeah. but if you one of those dudes that still want to get the booklet, you want to read, and the thank yous, and see who produced what, and what sample that was, you still you need those, those physical copies, but yeah. you know, labels are cutting back on physical copies, so yeah. it's, yeah. it's a give and take, yeah. and it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you no, know, a couple of years ago, um, a couple of years ago, I, I'll say, even when I started here at, at Koch, right? When I started here, I didn't start doing mix show, I didn't start doing video, right? I came in here the first day and I sat down for like two weeks and they didn't know what to do with me, so they gave me a retail list. They said, figure this out, and it might have been like two, three hundred stores on that on that list. Now, in these days, the, the store list is. Best Just Buy, practically on 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 your two hands, right? Yeah, Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. That's the store list. Unbelievable, there's a, there's a, man. There's, there's a handful wow. of there's a handful of independent chains. You know, there's this yeah. Big Oomp and there's um, um, Mattapan. What was one in Boston? I'm forgetting the name. But there's there's a couple of chains that that's Boston not around. closed. There's like yeah. maybe one. Uh, everything in Boston think? closed. So See? I mean, exactly. So, you know, a lot of chain retailers in New York closed. So yeah, already so, know how so a lot of a lot of the chains are going. A lot of the mom and pops. You know, where an independent artist could have gone in and you know bumped off some copies. You know, I I, I remember when when uh, uh, B Street downtown Brooklyn, I could easily go in and sell 300 copies of anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As an independent yeah. artist, and wow. they're gone. So, Didn't B Street so now, close too? B Street's close too. Yeah, right? B Street's closed. B Street closed wow. like five years. That was a landmark in yeah. Brooklyn, man. Oh, so, man. it's been closed for a while though. So yeah, so it's well, crazy. So so I, it goes back to that that uh that little monopoly I was talking about. You know. Labels are in business because these three companies are in business, and you know they they they're in cahoots with radio, and it's it's all hand, you know we all hold each other's hands. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. The last question for the night, because I want to hear everyone sound off before I have you all pub yourself. Um, from your own experience and point of view, what do you foresee happening 
in hip hop and what would you like to see happening, um, especially with digital media and internet going on? I'll answer this skills. I wanna okay. see I wanna see I wanna see more diversity in the market. I wanna see, you know, a lot of people you know, a lot of other artists get a chance and I, and I feel like what's gonna happen is the right person is gonna fall into the right hands and they're gonna put the machine behind them and then we're gonna all act like it was some brand new shit. Like, oh my God, like this shit is amazing. Like if if, if fucking Shady if Shady puts out this next Slaughterhouse album and all of a sudden we're hearing Joe Buttons and Royce the Five Nine on the radio all day, we'd be like, Oh my god, Eminem changed the game. Real hip hop is back. I'm like right. that's I, that's the shit I want to see, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but it might. Okay. Well, to add on to what he just said, I, I just want to see more camaraderie in the industry across the board. It doesn't matter what type of format you consider your music to be, whether it's underground, mainstream. I want to see artists collaborating with each other. If you're in a position where you can pick somebody else up and you respect their craft, put them on a record. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're a company right. of your own entity, like Static got his show off hip-hop, you know, I got my Divine Order, and it's like, we, we connect game and we see each other in the street, we show each other love, and if he's working on something that I can help him, I'm going to help him, whether it's Beats, whether it's an artist feature, and vice versa. We need more uprooted independent companies doing that, supporting each other's artists and supporting each other's movements, so that way we're not relying on these major companies like that no more. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, and I, I, I definitely is, like. I, well, this is Gazelle. I definitely like to see more diversity, especially on radio. I, I mean, I like, I like what's going on. Don't get me wrong, I'm a radio person, so I, I like what's going on. But I want to see, you know, I want to see what what they consider underground and backpack records be given a, a fair shot. You know, I want to see those artists uh, given a fair shot. I want to see older artists that do they that still doing their thing given a fair shot. You know, right. um, rock people hold their their um, exactly. their statesmen. Up to uh, you know, up to godlike status. Why don't we do that with hip hop? You know, why, add, why are we not playing the new right KRS One record? Right. Why are we not playing the new Buckshot record? So, I mean, that's I'd like to see that kind of diversity happen as well. Right. Static. I mean, you guys pretty much said what I'd like to see, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see uh, a lot of DJs stand up against whack records, man. Because back in the day, you know. <laughs> Dudes would just diss it. it. Even if, like, even if, like, with the whole payola thing and all that, I know it's not what it used to be, but cats would stand up against it to a point. And now it's like you just anything that comes out from from a little boozy or like a Gucci man, like gets played no matter what. Even if it's like straight up worse than it can be worse than like Akinelli put it in your mouth and they'll they'll play it at five o'clock. When back in the day that wouldn't get played till midnight. That's so, I don't know. I just want to see yeah, DJ yeah, stand yeah, up. Yeah. How about I want to see morals in hip hop? How about that? Yeah, and, and that makes sense. That makes sense because it's like it, it's discouraging to to artists. It's discouraging to a nigga like me when we click on the Pro Tools. I cut the, I step in the booth, and I'm like, damn, like I want to be me, and I'm gonna still stick. I, I've I've been pretty, I've been pretty good at sticking to my guns and just doing skills. But every now and then, I'm damn near leaning, like, damn, this what they want, like, and I'm sitting there like, I know this, I know this Dirty Money record ain't hot. Like niggas is playing this record like. It's hot. It's not hot. But somebody got to look Puff in the face and say, dog, the Dirty Money record ain't hot. Right. <laughs> he, said, he said my Dirty Money is hot. 
man. I was really mad at that Angels record. I'm going to keep it 100. I was mad. Yo, I, I, I cussed them out on the radio. <laughs> Yo, that record was... That, that record was the equivalent of drinking a doo-doo smoothie. How you going to reuse your own music from a Jay-Z record you did back in the days? Well, I bet you did. And, 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 and try to make that now, like, no. You got time to take a question from a caller real quick? Yeah. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Hey, who is it? Hello? You there? Call, hello? Caller, caller. Caller, caller, are you there? Going <laughs> once. Silence, silence. Well, I just want to add on while while you figure that out, um, because yeah. um, Gazelle was talking about you know the rock rock market and like honestly, you know I was blessed with the opportunity to work with an up and coming pop rock band this past year by the name yeah. of Back Kid Dodgeball out of Columbus, Ohio, and like within a year's time I put together an album project with these guys, completely organic, original music, serviced the record to radio, and I got almost over 900 spins within less than six months. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, and, like, we were supposed to do the CMJ Music Festival this year, but, you know, one of the members of the band had a definite family. So I, I went to the venue. Mind you, this is a completely different genre of music, and I just did it because I believed in the music. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was, like, about eight, ten bands performing, and my band was the only one that couldn't make it. And they showed so much love in that building, so much love. Allison Hagendorf, the host of the Fuse Channel, you know what I'm saying, was, was there, and it was just such a beautiful energy. And because my band wasn't there, they allowed me to play the single in the club. I got off the stage after announcing the record, and everybody's walking up to me, yo, your band is hot. When can I find that record? I'm like, yo, why can't I get this type of energy in hip-hop, man? Right, in hip-hop, yeah. 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 Um, now, 2010 is about to be the year for a lot of artists, um, skills, um, starting with you first. Uh, are you coming out with an album? You know, you have a following. One, a lot of people, you know, when I told them I was doing the show and I was featuring you on it, they were like, oh, VA, VA, that's what's up. You know, I'm from VA. You know, you already have that following because not too many um, hip-hop artists come out from Virginia, whether it's, you know, Richmond, Virginia, or whether it's D.C. or Northern Virginia. Like, are right. you dropping anything, you know, concerts, all of that, like, people like tours like I know you've been touring with Jazzy Jeff but what else are you doing as far as album and music yeah I mean as far as music goes I'm definitely um knee deep into the second record with um E1 um I got a I got a record I got a crazy record with Bilal I got a couple radio records I'm I, I, I concentrate on doing a couple club records this time I actually you know I'm about to set up a meeting and start playing some of the music and some of the meetings will hopefully a summer release um, I'm doing. I'm definitely doing a couple mixtapes. I'm. I'm just. I'm at the point right now, man. Where, where wherever I want to rap over, I'm just fucking rapping over it. And I'm just putting it out. Whatever happens after that just happens. I'm definitely. Gonna, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be up on my mixtape game because I know it's a lot of things I can get away with on the mixtape that I wouldn't usually do on records. And I got right. the show Hip Hop Confessions that's doing pretty well. You know, what I mean, we just got um, picked up the MTV two. They're gonna start airing um, some of the segments. So you know, what I'm saying I'm doing Hip Hop Confessions still touring with Jazzy Jeff, and, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to drop another record this year. I have to. Right, right. Um, Static, you got, oh, wait, wait, skills, Twitter. You're on Twitter and all that. What's, what's your, your, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, my Twitter. My Twitter is um, SkillsVA, that's S-K-I-L-L-Z-V-A. I just made it private like an hour ago because my baby mom was stalking me, so just go ahead and send me a, a request. And I'll, and as, long, as long as you're not my baby mom, like I'll accept you. So, you know what I mean, just holler at me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that is, 
Static, I know you're dropping um, uh, 100 Proof. What else? How, we can, how can we keep up with the projects that you're working on, um, sites, all that jazz? Yeah, the album 100 Proof drops um, February 2nd. Got everybody on it. And then, uh, you know, my site, showoffhiphop.com, we do a live show. I'm actually live um, in about an hour. We do a, a live show every Wednesday night, and then Shade 45 series. I'm on every Thursday night, 10 to 12. Um, as far as production, I'm on Bum B's new album coming out. I'm on uh, Styles P's album, um, Consequences album, uh MOP's album that just dropped, uh, OC and AG's album that just dropped, me and Terminology's album, 1982, is coming out in April. Uh, I don't know, like pretty much every album coming out I'm trying to be on, so just look out. <laughs> Where's? <laughs> and uh, Baby Paul, I know you got some projects under your belt coming up real soon. Um, I'm going to take a breath. Hold on. All right. <laughs> First of all, you know, um, I just want to plug my – Label imprint, Divine Owned Entertainment, distributed by Universal Public. I got a pop rock band called Fat Kid Dodgeball out of Columbus, Ohio. The album's called Mission of Guilt. It'll be out later on this year. I got an artist named Mikey Bloodshot from West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Southern hip-hop reggae artist, which is what made him unique to me, so just look out for that. An artist named Elite from Detroit, affiliated with Slum Village. Rest in peace to by 10, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm taking on his project. And that's in development. It's like real early. He has a mixtape out called The Champion. It's on the, it's on the net. And um, I'm putting out an album just to remind people of my career and where I'm trying to go. It's called Underground Veteran 1.5. It's coming out on Coast to Coast mix, Mixtapes um, in like two days. And uh, I put out the AZ Niles remix of The Essence that I produced in 2002 just as a teaser to just remind people of what I do. And uh, that's all over the net. So I appreciate everybody's support on that. And um, AZ's album, Do or Die 2, I'm kind of Kind of like helping them put the project together. Static is going to probably be on board because he already threw him some darts. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, Nas' new album, after the Damian Marley album, we working on some stuff, so stay tuned. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I'm not going Gazelle, do you want to let them know? I know you're on Twitter. You got anything oh, else going on? Look, look, listen, Ewan's got too much projects for me to even remember or start a name. So, so let's not even do that. All right? Uh, because... We got to work, baby. We got to work. <laughs> this is too much. And um, my Twitter is Gazelle MCI. I mean, anywhere you want to find me is Gazelle MCI. G-A-Z-E-L-L-E-M-C-I. Yep, that's what's up. Fellas, thank you so, 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 so much for um, sounding off on the state of the industry. Um, Thanks for having us, brown skin. You already know. Definitely. <laughs> and shout out to everybody. Shout out to Skills. Shout out to Gazelle. Shout out to yes. Dad. Y'all already know. Yeah, peace, y'all. Definitely, y'all. Uh, Yep, y'all have a good night. You can check it out on Brown Skin Speaks, B R N S K N, and I will chat to uh, talk to you all later. All right. All right. All right. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.